Hi, this is Vermin Supreme, and I would certainly like to inform you that I never, ever listen to, nor do I plan on listening to, None Taken. I'm going to pour a drink. Okay. Ooh, it get, it broke out the good stuff today. Did you see what it was? I see what it is. <laughs> Why don't you let the listeners know? That's, that is high-quality... Tennessee whiskey. That's Ken, uh, that's Evan, Kentucky. Will, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky bourbon. whiskey. Yeah. Evan Williams. Yeah, you know it's always nice when um, you know a lot of places are proud of being like the largest distiller or the number one rated distiller, but Evan Williams has the unique claim of being the first in Kentucky, which really says nothing about the quality. <laughs> really doesn't. No, <laughs> it's just that they were in a hurry. Yeah. Again, something Kentucky is always proud of. Turned in their uh, election results before anyone else. Like that asshole in class that didn't really study but thought getting the test done first mattered. <laughs> yeah. They just, yeah. Yep. You get nope. an extra nope. credit. Mitch McConnell was on there. We're good. <laughs> uh, Jack Daniels is in Kentucky also, right? Uh, Jack Daniels is Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're in a dry county, right? You can't even drink oh, alcohol. I think you're right. I don't know. I think uh, so. Lynch. Lynchburg, Tennessee. Yeah. I always thought Jack Daniels was bourbon, but it can't be if it's not from Kentucky. Is that true? Pretty sure you have to be from Kentucky to be considered bourbon, yeah. Oh, well, that's why it says Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Isn't that a song? Yeah. Like a song. Is that Lady A? No, that's a man. That's uh. Oh. Well, there's a man in Lady A. Just stop it. It's um. What? <laughs> there it's, is. Uh, Chris Stapleton? Oh, uh, okay, okay. Oh, nailed it. I guess I should. Your favorite thing I say? All right, you want to start the show? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Welcome to None Taken, the Internet's only debate and current event show with me, your host, Dustin. Over there is Alan. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. It's a great day for America. <laughs> I am in San Diego and Alan's in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this and share this with your podcasting pen pals. Please leave us a five-star review and be sure to tell all your friends about us. You can find None Taken on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, our Facebook None Taken Superfans group. We've got a story about sharks in the second half. Alan, what is up? Will there be time for sharks? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Another week down. Uh, Yes, indeed, it has been quite the hectic week up here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Work has been absolutely nuts, man. I those stimulus checks must be stimulating something because uh oh really yeah it's been crazy and they they upped our capacity just uh, like a week and a half two weeks ago so we're almost back to to normal capacity which is a lot of people yeah um how's your traffic like uh uh road traffic it's been really good nice hi hi oh i get it that sucks (laughs) well i mean it's good for business it's yeah um so yeah, I didn't get a, a chance to do a lot of stuff on my own. I w- do want to report that my my friend who uh, came down with COVID is feeling much better today. Um, the first few days, man, were pretty rough. I was kind of worried. Um, just a lot of symptoms. Um, Oxygen levels fine. 
oxygen levels. That's fortunately that's the only two symptoms she didn't really have was really she. difficulty <laughs> difficulty with breathing, um, and you know low oxygen levels. So that was kind of the thing we were worried about. So it was nice that she didn't experience any of those. Um, that's great. My son. Yeah, no, that's really good news. My that really son. My son. Fortune. My son. And he didn't have a job. My son. That literally just happened today. My son. So I texted my son on the weekend. And I was like, "Hey, do you need help with homework?" Like we, we usually kind of set up a you know a Discord call where we get together and and I help him out with his homework. And he said, "I'm on spring break this week. There is no school." And He's down like, in Cabo, man. Yeah, right. And I was like, "Wait, what?" And then of course I remember all the you know the video I'm seeing of of Cabo and Florida and shit where people are just going crazy for spring break. I All the Instagram hoes are indoors with bottle service and everything. Yeah. Not that that's that- what I follow on Instagram, but <laughs> yeah, I just like when I look through my stories, like I like to just put my stories on sometimes like while yeah. I'm getting ready and just kind of check in on them occasionally. I'm just like, wait, hold on. What is going on here? <laughs> like all the influencers that I guiltily follow are just, just making how bad many, choices. How many influencers do you think you follow? I, How many accounts? Probably. I mean, I follow. I follow a few hundred people. I mean, there's probably ten there. <laughs> ten at out least, of least, you know. I'm not going to push you on this. Yeah, but I'm happy with. My guess 10. is the ratio is a little bit oh, higher. You think it's higher than ten? I think it's higher. Oh. Mine is. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, I'll. <laughs> I'll admit it. It's definitely more than a. Uh. Then ten out of a hundred yeah. for sure. Uh, anyways, that was pretty much it. I felt like I felt like saying really all I did this weekend was pack. But if I think about it, we did a little bit more on Sunday. We took a walk down to uh, that surf break. That's actually a good surf break, but it's also the nude beach. I didn't get naked. Well, I changed, but I wore a towel while I changed. Uh, did you see the guy that had the ring? Like, I okay. forgot about that. Until Every time you go that, there, yeah. I, I'm hoping that you see that guy. Remember, again. that guy also had a mask on. That's my favorite part of that story. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't remember that detail. I took a picture of it. I, I like, I, I like held my phone to my side and was just like, I hope this picture catches this while I'm taking a million shots. Anyway, um, he, not he. So yeah, we. Uh, I, I wanted to go surfing one last time before we moved, and um, you know it was pretty moderate break. So it, nowhere was really hitting that that big. But Blacks, that's the name of that beach. Blacks always hits harder than anywhere else. So um, there's there's a few good sets that rolled through. It felt really good to go surfing one last time. Uh, When's the last time you went surfing before that? Uh, the day I bought the mini. Uh, I went shopping with Natasha after I got out of the water, and it was like our fourth date, and she helped me pick out the car. So, oh, nice. May. Yeah, I really have Did not Jacuzzi done Surfer it. go with you? No, no. I was like, hey, man, I just, I probably should have hit you up beforehand. He's like, oh, I'm in the desert. Sorry. Uh, I was he like, he's a, probably in Hawaii or something. No, he has an electric uh, bike that he bought. It's, uh, oh, I saw some dude, videos of that. That's like so insane. Much. I'm like, man, if I had like $3,000 to burn right now, I really want one of those. Dude, some of the video he posted looks pretty gnarly. Look I don't so know. so much fun. <laughs> anyway. You say fun, I say gnarly, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about road rash. Yeah. Well, I went, yeah. uh, while I was surfing, like pretty, like right about as I was feeling like getting out anyways, cause I didn't want to spend too much time in the water cause it was just kind of going solo and Natasha was on land anyways. Um, I thought I saw another body surfer out there. It was like, oh sweet. Like everybody out here is surfing. And I was like, Hey bud. And then like, as I got closer, I saw it was a sea lion. I'm like, well, <laughs> if I think you're a sea lion, then that means I look like what sharks eat. 
So I don't well, want to be here anymore. Said that's probably a reason sharks attack people. Yeah. So I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like, and Wait, I have. Is, that's not our shark story, is it? No, but. <laughs> There's no time for sharks. No, no. There's no time for sharks. No, no. There's no time for sharks. No, no. There's no time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was it. It was a really good time at the beach. I had a little hike in and out of it also. Plus, I got to see Natasha uh, kind of moving forward with my weekend. I sort of saying everything backwards, but... Uh, Friday, um, uh, Natasha was officially in the clear from the CDC guidelines and nice. I was ready to risk it all and it was worth it. So <laughs> no fever, no symptoms, no, no nothing. Yeah. For all yeah, good. Yeah. It'd been That's 10 awesome, days dude. since, um, since the first onset of symptoms and over 24 right. hours since the last symptom. And honestly, it'd been several days since the last symptom. So it was fine. And here I am, what, five days past that and, you know, healthy as a horse. All good. Not yeah. a drip. And I'm healthy as a horse. Not a drip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, the You know, while we were still, like, not really being too active, going out and doing things, spending time packing and then just watching TV at home, uh, I want to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier with her, but she hasn't even seen Endgame. So uh, we're talking about Marvel, right? Right. So she hasn't even seen Endgame. So uh, yeah, there's a long way to go before you get. to Yeah, but she had yeah. seen uh, Iron Man one and two. Uh, she's seen a handful of Marvel movies, so uh, felt safe enough starting at Avengers one. Um, so we watched Avengers yeah. one together, and then she was like, eh, "Maybe I'm a little rusty on these other ones." So she's gone back, um, and uh, since we went back to you our place, got to watch Captain America. I think there's only yeah. that one. Yeah. So well, I, she'd seen Captain America. She'd seen okay, okay. Um, she'd seen Captain America one, Thor one, and Iron Man one. That's what she'd seen, and then I th- okay. think something else, but perhaps not. Uh, the so anyway, um, the, the after we went back to our separate places. I the uh, even though we were in separate places, we've been watching from the beginning all of Phase One in order. So we watched Iron Man One and Two again, which honestly I wrote off Iron Man Two as being a crappy sequel, but in the context of it being in the like MCU, uh, yeah. it, it it's it's a lot better. Like you know when but when it came out, you're like fucking sequel to Iron Man, typical sequel. <laughs> they tried to up everything. It's like yeah, you don't understand, do you? The only thing that sucked was they fucking replaced uh, uh, Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle and. Like it, that's just shitty. Like it just feels bad. Like, yeah, I've always loved Don Cheadle. I love Don but, Cheadle uh, too. I mean, I don't I know, have an but... attachment to Terrence Howard. It's just you can't put another black man on the screen and just act like it's not weird to me. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Speaking of movies, um, a movie we didn't get to talk about because we'll talk more about movies uh, in our media segment. Uh, last week, uh, when we got to the end of media, I didn't have time to mention I watched Molly's Game, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a Sorkin movie, right? Uh, kind yes, of a typical so. Sorkin movie. There was um, one part it's in based it, on a true story. Yes, yeah. I'm not going to get into the true story. We're not okay, doing a movie okay. segment here, but there was a scene, and this just jogged my memory. I was like, I got to talk about that on the show. So there was a scene in that movie where she talks about a guy ordering an apple teeny with like a straight face, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, that just loosened up some memories. So when I was delivering pizzas, I was probably 18. My last run of the night, I end up at this couple's house and they're like, hey, uh, we don't have any money, but we've been making uh, Apple teenies. Do you, uh, maybe we can pay, or no, we don't have money for a tip. Can we pay you with like a drink? 
And I'm like, oh, sure, it's my last run of the night. I probably won't be in trouble if I have a drink and go back. Uh, I didn't really have to clean the place or anything. There were people there that were doing that. So it was obvious. Sure, you were just the driver. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. And like, I remember being an 18 year old and being like, this is cool drinking and not picking up on like weird other vibes. And now with context, that was 1000% swingers. Really? Oh, yeah. They're like, like the <laughs> only thing. San Diego? Is, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably in the military or something, right? Like all the stereotypical, like there are video cameras everywhere, yeah. and like spot and lights and shit. And you're like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, uh, that's all though. That's all, man. Uh, we we've got a lot to get Wait, into. Wait, I have yeah. a silly cocktail story. Oh, let's hear so, it. So, when I was 19, I was working for a, a company, and uh, they flew us back to Dallas, Texas, for uh, a, co- a corporate meeting. Um, it's a pretty big corporation. And, uh, you know, at we were all, they put us all at the time. Yeah. Yeah. At the time. I yes. know the company you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So, um, I ended up going out with one of my buddies, uh, from, you know, locally from here that was also at the conference. And then we ended up meeting some other dude who was from, I don't remember where it doesn't matter. So three of us kind of became buddies and we we're just hanging out the whole, I think we were there for like four or five days. And so we would go to dive bars, um, and, and go drinking. Right. And so it's three guys. I was, I was 19 years old. The, the other guys were in their 20s, right? So three kind of relatively young guys, right? And they're ordering like Jack and Cokes or like beers or like all manly drinks. And I was ordering Cosmopolitans because I How really like getting cramp. away with this. Is that why they didn't card you? They're like, this I don't, guy's they ordered. didn't card me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was ordering Cosmopolitans because I really liked cranberry juice. And they would just look at me every time I ordered a drink like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And I had no idea. I was like, yeah. whatever, I'm having a drink out at a bar. It's cool. <laughs> Do you remember that uh, that bar? Was that it? I didn't want to cut you off. That was it. Okay. Do you that remember it, that yeah. bar in, um, is it Katati or Petaluma called the Yacht Club? Is it Petaluma Yacht Club? I think it's in, or is I was going to say it's in Katati. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's in, because there's like a bunch of bars right down there. Is that the same area? Yeah, yeah. It's not near water, right? Like, right, not at all. But okay. it's like on Thursday nights, there would be the yep. crawl, right? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Um, and <laughs> okay. so, so I was That's like. That's definitely Katati. Yeah. Okay, so I was like 22, maybe 23. And for some reason, I was really into martinis. And. Uh-huh. I just remember being outside smoking a cigarette and a guy like getting to the point that he was telling me he was going to fight me and calling me. Uh, uh, we can't say it. You don't yeah, want to say it? On, on, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I could say it derogatorily quoting him, but I'd still rather not. And, yeah, let's I, not. and I just remember being so mad at him and still being like, I'm not going to fight you because you don't like me for drinking this. That's stupid. Right. <laughs> like, I just, Have it, you heard of James Bond? Come on, man. Yeah, I know, right? Well, anyway, um, fun little trip down memory lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I'm thinking of trying something new on this week's show. Do you want to burn through some headlines? Uh, it really seemed valuable is not the right word. It seemed pretty fortuitous that you happened to have checked the news right before we lit up the mics last week, and that shooting in Atlanta happened to get brought Just up. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, rather than it being exactly a week before we ever talk about something current. Uh, you want to hit up some headlines before we get into our main stories for the week? Yeah, I mean, you, we have a list of some here. I know that, I mean, I think this first one we're probably going to talk about more at length, right? The So obviously yesterday we had the, the shooting in Boulder, Colorado at the grocery store. Ten people were murdered, including one police officer who had been with, uh, with the Boulder, Colorado police force since 2010. So 11 years old or 11 years with the force. Uh, I believe he had three or four children. Anyways, the details are. Yeah, I don't like there, hearing but... those details. Yeah. 
Um, and apparently he had switched careers at pretty late in life. He had been a, um, in IT and for some reason decided that he had a calling to be in law enforcement. And so had done that. He was the first to arrive on the scene. And um, when the other officers arrived on scene, they found him shot inside the, uh, inside the store and, and dragged his body out. Yeah, there was um, a quote from a family <clears throat> that survived where the, the father said, we just ducked and started counting between shots. By the fourth shot, I told my son, we have to run. Yeah, I mean, it's just another horrific situation. Uh, really unclear still what what his motives were, the shooters that is. Um, he I, I don't was, know about you. I mean, I'm I'm of a wait and see approach on most of these things. Yeah, it doesn't do I us am. any good to try to jump to a lot of conclusions with it. But you know, one one of the conclusions or things that are worth noting that everybody's bringing up, since race doesn't seem to be an issue on this one, they're just going straight into gun control. Uh, the, I don't know the, if I. No, so I've I've seen people um, bringing up race actually quite a bit when it comes to the shooting. The the Tell shooters shooters from Syria, uh, but he immigrated to the U.S. at a relatively young age. Um, interviews with uh, his former <clears throat> wrestling coach in high school um, say that he was uh, very prone to violence and would lash out for no apparent reason. He had a a misdemeanor, I want to say, in high school where he just started beating up a kid in class for no apparent reason. But the whole the stereo angle, at least I'm seeing some people on social media post things as far as um, assuming that this has some sort of Islamic angle. Well, and whether whether or not that's true, we, we don't know at this point, but um, I am seeing people talk about that. Just want to throw that well, out there. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that develops. Um, yeah. You know, an inkling of that. It is clearly important we'll see where that goes just a horrific situation though yeah. man. i mean we can't stress enough this is you know not even a week apart yeah. uh that you know six days apart that we have you know eight people shot and killed in georgia and now 10 people shot and killed in boulder colorado less than six days from one another just uh just a crazy insane loss of life it's it's just hard to wrap your head around yeah Move, moving on just to other headlines only well, yeah geez, that's sorry tough no it's fine i know i know this is this is our first try doing this so we'll see how this goes right, right? uh, yeah. uh us eu uk and canada announced coordinated sanctions against china in response to human rights uh, abuses against uyghur muslims and well, yeah against uyghur muslims uh you don't do you, want to say that name that, no i just realized i was word for word reading a headline it doesn't oh. matter what region of china it is I mean so i can't all I can say is is not soon enough, and I I don't know what the sanctions they're announcing are, but my guess yeah, is more... they're not they're not strong enough. Uh, this has been a disaster and a human human rights tragedy for a long time, uh, and we don't even know the extent of it because it's um, you know largely hidden behind um, Chinese um, firewalls. Say firewalls, better, yeah. yeah, information um, firewalls, yeah. But yeah, it's the, the things that we do know are just are pretty horrific. I, I heard an interview, I want to say a week or two ago about um, a guy who had actually, I think he came to the U.S. and got a, a great education and went back and had attempted to start a school. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? Was that the Daily? I think it was thing? on the Daily, yeah. 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 He just should have um, never gone back. He, yeah, but I mean, it, he, you know, he felt a, an obligation to do so and he was doing good work and then uh, they came and took him out, and they took out some of his family just members. Fucking ruthless, and just, yeah, it's horrific, man. Just, yeah, just so, so you know, um, I it'd be interesting to see what these sanctions amount to. I doubt they'll have an impact on China's actions, and it'll probably I doubt so either. Yeah, yeah it'll probably just restrict um, 
I don't know. I, I, I suppose it's better than nothing, but I don't know that these are the mechanisms that cause change. I, yeah, I mean, hopefully they're, they do cause some sort of uh, pain, some sort of reaction. Um, but, I mean, what's well, they, the alternative? They're sanctions on individuals, right? So it's like you're not allowed to I don't to know travel. the details on these sanctions, but typically, yes, they are on yeah. individuals that are part of the, the government that's causing these yeah. things to happen, typically. Yeah. Which, which you can never quite get the details you want to know, like what motivates which individual being <sighs> landing on those sanctions, which is... Yeah, I mean, usually I, they freeze bank accounts, freeze assets, they limit travel, those kind of things. Yeah, typically. things that we could have done against, say, the king of Saudi Arabia when he murdered a journalist. Moving on, Saudi Arabia has propo proposed a ceasefire in... In Yemen, aiming to end a years-long conflict between Iran-backed Houthi rebels and Saudi-led coalition. We've talked about this quite a bit isn't on the show. Weird that, isn't it weird that, like, what, a week or two after the administration says they're no longer going to support the war in Yemen and they're not going to sell them arms anymore, suddenly they're like, hey, you know, maybe we should end this war. Yeah, I said it years ago. It was lame and annoying of me, and I'm sure people hated it, but they literally could have ended this war by picking up a phone and being like, don't refuel their bombers anymore. Just, just we don't have to provide fuel for their bombers. Or in other ways, you can be like, hey, they use F-18s. We sell them tires. They have to change the tires every time they land because turns out you can't land an F-18 on shitty tires. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it. You don't like, want to skimp on the tires when yeah, you're trying to land your like, F-18. You know, this, it reminds me of the Cold War. Like, we could have, we, if we wanted in the Cold War, we could have stopped servicing these Bechtel pumps in, oh, uh, what's that cold part of uh, Russia? Um Sir, no, I know uh, Siberia. Siberia, yeah, but yeah. it's like no, we didn't want to. It was profitable for our industry to have a war, uh, you know, especially if there weren't, if it wasn't a hot war. Uh, do you want to read this quote that I put in there? You do a better job reading newsprint than I do. Yeah, Saudi Arabia has offered Yemen's Houthi rebels a nationwide ceasefire in a series of proposals aimed at ending the brutal six-year war in the country, including the partial lifting of a blockade on Sanaa. Sana'a International Airport and some seaports. It appears from initial reactions that the offer may not be enough for the Houthis, who've insisted that the Saudis entirely lift what they see as an illegal and immoral blockade of the strategic Got Hodaida. It. Say it again. I talked over it. I think you nailed it. <laughs> Hodaida. Damn, port. that was easy too. It's so easy for you. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is something to be optimistic about. Any news on this front is optimistic. I tend to be pessimistic because I know our country just loves war and the powers that be don't want to see uh their situation change right yeah it's weird you know what jumped out at me in that in that paragraph was illegal and immoral blockade because i feel like i've heard that specific like four words in regards to so many other crises around the planet like israel and palestine or our um, southern border i mean it's not a blockade, yeah illegal and immoral, yeah that'll right come there. up later yep. anyways all right you want me to read this one yeah uh, U.S. health officials issued a statement expressing concern that AstraZeneca may have included outdated information from its U.S. coronavirus vaccine trials, which may have provided an incomplete view of the efficacy data. The vaccine has not yet received U.S. regulatory authorization. Um, I will just add to that that um, they were already in talks with the FDA as far as giving it EUA or emergency use, author emergency use authorization. It was already in progress and it looked like that was about to happen uh, until this, this group flagged this. And basically what, essentially what had happened was they had released data which did not include the most recent results of- uh, Like variants and- 
know of people who participated in their uh, trial. So in other words, obviously over the last um, six months, the virus has ramped significantly, right? Yeah. So they included data that was from early on in the trial and not more recent data when the virus was much more rampant. Uh, so the the number that they gave, which was something what, like 78% effective, I believe, uh-huh. 78, something uh-huh. like that. Um, if you take into account the more recent data, it drops it to more like 64 to 69%. Nice. Now, here's the thing. That is still more than good enough uh, to be effective at preventing spread of the virus. Yeah. And that's that 64 to 69 is just about getting infected at all. Right. It is not about whether... So if you look at actual uh, fatal uh, cases of COVID, it's 100%. Um, so what? So, so the 60, the 70, whatever, 74% they initially said, right? And if you take out, if you include all the, the more recent data, even if it drops it to 64%, that 64% is just 64% of the time you don't get you infected You don't die. Oh, right. But right. even if you do get infected. You're still less likely to be hospitalized and there's less instances of death. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. In fact, in this case, I believe it was zero. Yeah. So, well, that was the um, thing so with yeah. the Johnson and Johnson one. Their vaccine trials they were like 100% impact on hospitalization and death. I'm like, how can you say 100%? I'm like, oh, I can read. I see. Like, yeah. 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 This is just really bad timing. We're at a critical moment where people still have a lot of vaccine hesitancy. And I just don't think that it's helpful for officials to be drawing doubt towards it um, while they're still kind of in the middle of analyzing it too, right? I, I, yeah, I mean, this is such an own goal though. Like these, this is right? them sh- shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, they could have just said 64% and everybody would have been fine. Like yeah. they still could have got yeah, the emergency use sure. authorization. Um, you, you're saying the, on AstraZeneca? Like, it, yeah. The, the, yeah. I Look, I can't believe I'm sitting here defending the drug companies. I'm just saying, like, like there's already an issue of people not trusting this shit, and it, it doesn't help that 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 our our government officials who may or may not know what's going on are saying, I don't know. Maybe we should look into it more. It's like, well, maybe you can look into it and find out and then tell us. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, I don't want a lack of information to the public, but it it just it's so, really mean- bad timing. To, to call this board government officials, I mean, yes, that's partially true, but they're also scientists and this is their job to, yeah. to look at these yeah. studies and interpret them yeah. for the FDA. Yeah. Just so like they gave they us crappy do. tests, just like they, you know, but yeah, yeah. Well, not these particular people, uh, but okay. yes. Uh, the only thing, I, other thing I would say about this is the, this particular vaccine is likely to be the one that's most useful worldwide. Um, the uh, storage requirements and its ability to sort of survive outside of you know what that's freezer. probably it i bet they have the least relationship with the u.s government and the government's like you know what fuck you we don't get anything out of this one i know there's a reason why i'm doubtful on this and it's also really cheap yeah we're not making any money on it so they're like fuck this one we've got a better deal with pfizer i'm not joking alan i think that's why i know you're not i know you're not uh and it may be right i don't have any evidence to to prove either way uh however so this is sort of a a step back for what was a really promising and I still I still think is a super promising vaccine. I still think it's going to be very useful worldwide. It's just this kind of makes it look bad. And if you don't look into the details, you wouldn't realize how small of a difference it really makes. Yeah, right, right. But like you said, it's a bit of a known goal. Uh, yeah, local sure. uh, next story, uh, local officials in Evanston, Illinois approved 400 up to 400 
$100,000 of reparations for certain black residents, becoming the first U.S. city to make reparations available for past discrimination. The city has committed $10 million to reparations funded through a 3% tax on cannabis sales. So congratulations to Kevin, the one black guy in Evanston. I don't know if you know the demographics much of North Shore Chicago suburbs, but they're not not. exactly known for their diversity. I'm pretty sure one guy is going to get one $400,000 check and the city is going to sit on the other 10 million currently allocated. I, I, I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like the city that brought you selling Obama's Senate seat. (laughs) That did happen. That definitely did happen. Um, I had, this is the first I heard this story when you put it on the sheet. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know, if, yeah. if they want to get together and agree to do that, I think to me that, that, you know, that this particular place is where it happens sound like first. You think it would happen, it just right? seems odd. Yeah. I mean, like, why, Evanston? It's cool, but yeah. why? Yeah, why you? Uh, I, I don't get that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Man, that's a thing. Do you want to set up the last one? Yeah, so DoorDash announced plans to make at-home coronavirus tests available for same-day delivery. I'm really looking forward to waiting an hour and a half while the driver lies to me via text message about waiting at the pharmacy only to show up with a half-used coronavirus test. <laughs> Have you had that happen? Where they're just yeah, like, oh, I'm waiting on the delivery, I'm waiting for the delivery, I'm waiting for the delivery. I'm like, motherfucker, you're behind and you won't admit it because you think I won't tip or something. Like, just fucking tell me the truth that you're new and you couldn't coordinate your driving gonna open your your virus test and lick and your, it uh it's gonna smell like french fries and probably oh yeah licked and Ew. empty yeah hopefully they're separate yeah. cars all right well do you want to uh would you pay extra to have your coronavirus test delivered like would you like special handling chart fee i mean i feel like i'd have to just to feel like there's got to be some sort of white glove service right yeah Ooh, maybe they they administer the test for you i don't want no no. What if somebody, it's the anal somebody one? can't be do <laughs> somebody can't be doing that as a gig. Like I don't want anyone giving me my 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 test or my vaccine that's also like Especially high, if it's the anal one. Especially I don't know about the anal one. Alan, where have you been? <laughs> that that's not how you get tested. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see all those stories. I, I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That was fun. Yeah, we get we'll we did to, it. We'll have to figure out kind of fine tuning that. Yeah, right? we'll I'll tighten that up, don't worry. Well, I, I can tighten my end, too. Nice. Is, is this the, about uh, the testing thing? The anally okay. hamster. Oh, Jesus the Christ. <laughs> I can't look. Okay. <laughs> How do you think Rudy Giuliani would take the test? Uh, what uh, is there a hanky-administered test? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Hanky. Yeah. Uh, just because we're a Rudy Giuliani-themed podcast. Right. Oh, he comes right. up at some point. He comes up in this okay. next subject. I oh, nice. Think. I, I, I okay. mentioned him tangentially at some point. Do you want to do a, a question? Like and we get, thank you. Do you yeah. want to do a question and we get into this next subject? Let's. All right. So uh, has anybody been happier to see the Atlanta shooter story than Andrew Cuomo? Probably not, although I don't think it's going to save him. You don't? Uh, no, not it, at all. Does it have to do with the special investigation with subpoena-powered? Uh, I think more broadly, it's just that he doesn't have many friends left, left, and that's because of his special brand of politics and how he's sort of lived his political life. Uh, I, I don't see that he has pretty much anybody in his corner at this point. Uh, you know, the both the the, the state senate, 
Uh, most of the Democrats have come out and called for his resignation. Uh, even senators like uh, Chuck Schumer um, have come out and said that. AOC, the most popular probably congressperson from New York, uh, has also come out and said that. I just don't, I mean, if you talk about his his history and kind of the way he's risen to power, uh, it's it's been on the backs of other people, you know, and he's just sort of, I don't know that he has a lot of bridges left that aren't burnt. It's amazing that he's actually risen and maintained power in like a like as cutthroat of a state as as New York. Yeah. With just being mean, like like it's surprising that that's that 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 could be that effective. You know, when he was he's he's widely regarded as being, you know, sort of the enforcer for his dad. So his dad could be Mario Cuomo could be, you know, a likable guy. Um, his dad, who was also the governor of New York, <laughs> three-time governor, three yeah, yeah. three-term governor, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I have a couple greatest hits. I sort of recapped. I don't know how many we should hit. I mean, you want? Do you want to mention one, any of them, or do you want to just get to the meat of it? I, I don't know. I mean, I think that WFP thing is pretty crazy. So, so when he was running, uh, I think in like, or I went, before he became governor, when he was running. Well, or was he? Anyways, I'll fix. He was running that. for attorney general, wasn't he? Maybe. Or, yeah. No, I, no, no, no. It was maybe while he was attorney general and he was running for governor. Anyway, okay, that he, sounds right. So yeah. he was running in, uh, in a like he wasn't even running against any Republicans. The the there's a third party in New York called the Working Families Party, and to try to just hedge off maybe five ten percent of the vote he created a third party not called the working families party wfp he he created one called the women's equality party so if you write those three letters down wfp and wep look very similar in a ballot booth enough to cause enough confusion that it probably helped land him the position like that is so just fucking sleep yeah can we what can we just take a step back and acknowledge the irony that this man created the women's equality party and, and, I mean, and, and appointed a woman to be the candidate and then asked that woman to endorse him, which they did because they were a shell company that he created so that he right. could undermine another actual third party. This is true. There's countless stories of him being rude and threatening people, and nobody ever has any evidence of it because nobody ever had it on tape until recently. Oh, God, that tape. Yeah. So it re so recently there was uh, an, an innocuous enough statement that really fucking pissed him off. Um, despite not preferring him, that, that same party, the the workers, uh, the, the working families party. Which is also a Democratic party, we should, yeah. we should say. Well, it's a third party in, in that state. It is still a Democrat Democratic party. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So 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 essentially infighting. Um, and so so this party, which he had actively prior undermined by creating a fake party with a similar enough name to confuse people, that party still was willing to endorse him at one point because I think he was running against a, a Republican. Well, because right? they lost in the primaries, and That's so it right. was either it was either him or a, or a Republican that they could right. endorse. This was like when Bernie ended up endorsing Biden and stuff like sure. that, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so when those tough decisions got made, one of the ways that that Working Families Party decided to message to their base that Cuomo is is still worth voting for, they they were like, well, he's better than any Republican. And that was kind of their message. It was, quote, he's better than any Republican. Well, once he found out that, he, that they were saying that to their base, Cuomo called the leader of the Working Families Party and said on tape, if you ever say that again, I'll say you're better than a child rapist. And he said it multiple times. And like, here's the tape. I, 
If you ever say, well, he's better than a Republican again, I'm going to say you're better than a child rapist. How about that? Governor, our, I want to. I, I apologize, but I got to clarify one thing. You're free to say whatever you want, Governor. Um, uh, but but I just I just like want to be clear. Our line is going to be that we have differences with you, but our differences with Republicans are far greater. That's what we're going to continue to say, because that is, you know, we don't have 100% agreement. And quite frankly, Governor, we're very comfortable with you saying the same thing. You know, you, you, you probably think many of our positions, you don't have to agree with I us. I think you're better than a child rapist. I just want you to know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, that is somebody who really just feels no constraint, who really feels mm. like they can walk around and slap their dick on the desk, you know, and just be like, what? What are you going to do? I'm, you know, I'm the alpha here. You mean like um, someone who's part of a family that marries Kennedys? Yeah, like that. They're like an interlocking braid of politics that goes on infinity. Like there will always be Cuomo's and Kennedy's. Like it's just a disgusting piece of politics that just will not stop. It's pretty brazen. And again, I got to say, like, I, I liked the guy at one point, and then you see all this stuff, you know, post, and you're like, oh, geez, okay. That this party is... endorsed him anyways, and after he won they that did. election, he changed the rules on the ballot to make it harder for third parties to be on the ballot. Sound familiar, Georgia? Does sound familiar. Sounds very familiar. We also, of course, have the nursing home scandal, which uh, came up after COVID, wherein they were choosing not to count um, people who died, like, en route to the hospital from uh, from a nursing home. Yet still had a, the second highest death rates in the country despite lying about it. Yeah, they're saying the the estimate is the deaths from nursing homes were underreported by at least 50%, probably more, uh, which is pretty significant. And and so when that first story, when that story first broke, we, people were saying uh, he was forcing people to lie about it. And you're like, forcing people to lie, just fucking tell the truth. It's like, well, you get the idea now when you hear audio like that, right? Right, right. Yeah. And just to just to go back and explain why that was such a big deal, he was the one who had signed into law um, the requirement that people who were in nursing homes be forced to stay there. They couldn't leave, even if their families wanted to take them out. Not only that, but they were sending infected COVID patients to nursing homes for treatment because their hospitals were overflowing. So just compounding this situation. With the uh, most vulnerable. With the most vulnerable, and we knew they were the most vulnerable right. even then. Right. Uh, it's just it's pretty horrific right. to even think about. Uh, and yet, I, yeah. Well, and then and and yet, the thing that seems to be what's going to finally bring him down are these sexual assault stories, which we've covered here again extensively. And unless we have to, I really don't want to have to recap anymore. They make me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think we have to either. Um, I, I don't think that story has changed all that much since we talked about it last. So no, no need to recap it. I mean, the only thing is that ultimately, if he refuses to step down um, and they can't impeach him, that's going to end up in the in the voters' hands again, and he's still pretty popular. Um, so who knows if he'll actually retain power or not? I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Remains yeah. to be seen. Yeah, half of New Yorkers polled uh, don't want to see him impeached. Sixty-seven percent of registered Democrats polled, uh, especially, don't want to see him impeached. Yet, uh, two-thirds don't want to see him to run again. So I guess that's a positive. There is an independent investigation going on with subpoena power. Until that drops, though, he seems to be riding well on our predictable attention spans, huh? 
Pretty much. I don't know when he's up again for re-election. I'm not sure if it's 22 or beyond that. I'm not sure. He'll exit as gracefully as he possibly can, which is... I think it might be 24, but I'm not certain. Anyway, so who knows? He may, Maybe he doesn't run again and he just kind of fades into obscurity. Do you remember briefly um, when people were hoping he would just throw in for a run for president? Yeah. That's crazy, man. No, there was a lot of people saying yeah, that. I know. Like, and you know. He, he clearly had ambitions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, who knows? If, if those other things don't come out, we could be talking about him as a, a real challenger. Isn't it crazy to think that, like, all you have to do is not fuck your staff or, like, kill people? Like, that, it seems pretty not hard to become president once you make it to that level. I mean, the bar seems relatively low. <sighs> Man. You do have to be 45 years old, so neither of us <laughs> currently qualify. I think it's 35. I think it's, isn't it 45? No, I think it's 35. Nobody's just ever been that young. They they wrote oh. that down when people didn't live that long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Hold up. Huh? I got to look this up. You're right, it is 35. I Googled it. Why did I always think 45? You're right, that would be an odd number for them to write in the 1700s yeah you know people and, people lived longer than they give credit to on that it's just you know childbirth deaths and stuff like that really skew that average hey if we keep going on our trajectory we might be back down where they were Jesus. You, know, you know we're the one of the few countries um maybe the only wealthy country whose life expectancies dropped over the last few years yeah but that was entirely due to the opioid cri- crisis yes yes thanks west virginia West Virginia. I don't know why I picked West Virginia. I, I oh, I know why because of the, the. Did you ever see that documentary, The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? No. It's uh, about this family, the Whites in West Virginia. It's the one where Jesco White. Have you heard of that name, Jesco White? He's the guy that uh, they used to play that drop on Don and Mike, where he says, "And I took the butcher knife and put it up to her neck. I said, if you want to live to see tomorrow." You better start frying them eggs a little bit better than what you're frying. I'm tired of eating sloppy, slimy eggs. Oh, okay. I remember that drop. I don't remember the uh, the details around it, but if I'm not mistaken, Johnny Knoxville made that documentary. Oh, okay. It's hard to recommend it after that kind of an endorsement. It's a funny one. Okay. Wait. Do you want me to ask Dustin's questions before we go to half? Yeah. Okay. Let's I, do a Dustin. Let's do a duck. Dak. Let's do a Dak. Okay. Um, this just occurred to me recently. Does San Bernardino mean Little Saint Bernard? <laughs> I don't think so. It'd be weird but... to name a city after that. Like, is it a puppy or was it like an undersized Saint Bernard? Those are big dogs. But but here's a fun one for you. Do you know what La Brea means? If you say the Brea, I'm gonna end the show. No, okay, it is the, but what is the Brea? What is Brea? Uh, tar? Tar pit? Yeah. Is it the tar yeah. pit, tar pit? It's the tar, tar pits. Uh, I don't like the, this. The La Brea tar pits oh, is the God. tar, tar pits. Oh, <laughs> What's tartar? Sauce. God damn it. Uh, right, fine. <laughs> Donna might go to break. See you on the B side. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind, I will wander through your brain to the ventricles of your heart, my dear. 
I'm in love with you again Cross the mountains of your chest I'm sweating so much, I'm aware that my denim is relatively new-ish raw, and I'm worried that I'm bleeding indigo. Oh, no. Let alone my butt cheeks. Let let alone my butt cheeks. That doesn't mean don't hold on to them. You can still let them not alone. Wait, who's holding on to your butt cheeks? Uh, Whoever I'm speaking to, which is I don't see anyone else on this Zoom call. (laughs) Lego my egos, Alan. Okay, I have a lighthearted Dustin's Asked Questions, but we'll save that. Okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, Hey, why don't we just give every cop a scorecard or like a report card, monthly or quarterly, whatever, that's visible to the public, serve and protect, right? And um, that way they're either under fire, phrasing, or there's transparency about their like on-the-job performance. So it's like, Hey, this cop's got a 2.9 or this cop's a 7.7. You know, you could feel a little bit, oh wow, this guy's like a 9.2. We're all right. Like what why are they not rated on their job performance and that shit's public? Should be like a a, a Yelp for for cops. Yeah, but like uh, internal, think, like, you know. That's interesting. Uh, you know what? I like the idea in concept and I, you know, I think um, you know, m- most of us are used to sort of selecting a, a business to use based on a, a rating system or something like that. Yeah, why why wouldn't we rate cops also? The only my only issue with it is that we're aware that there's so much um bias corruption corruption, yeah. within uh many police departments and and we know that there tends to if be If you have a police a, department that has a bunch of 9.9s, I think you'd know which one's corrupt. <laughs> I mean, and and we we also know that cops tend to sort of have an us versus them mentality, where they have each other's back regardless of whether or not that's true. Morally, they should, um, and so I would tend to doubt the ratings veracity. Um, I don't know. I yeah, it's kind of untenable, huh? Idea. I just don't know how we make it. Yeah, I don't know how we make it actually functional. So well, they could be they could be rated by the people they are interacting with, but. Well, that's what that's more like a Yelp type thing. But then again, you also have bias there, right? I mean, yeah, but if they do their job well, they'll get good reviews. Like yeah. nobody says that about air conditioning technicians, but the same thing could be true. Can you imagine if you got pulled over by a cop and at the end he's like, "Hey, but if you, you give wouldn't me going out this survey for me, give me five Actually, stars." I could I'd imagine really, that. That's the world really I want to live in. It. Yes, I mean, if there were private, <laughs> okay, if there were private police departments, I think they'd have something like that. Yeah. I think they would too. All right. Well, this kind of leads us into uh update on the Der- Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin uh, trial. Yeah. So they finally, finally, I believe just today, finished picking the jury trial or oh. the jury for the trial. It went for days, man. And yeah, I, it was I up listened to 15, to, back to 12. Yeah. Yeah. One of the last uh, people that was kicked off was a, uh, a guy who said that um you know he had experienced uh racism from police he had lived in the neighborhood that was nearby george floyd but he didn't you know he didn't believe that that would prevent him from um you know taking the facts at hand and in casting an unbiased uh vote in the jury and of course the the uh defense kicked him off the uh, the trial 
So, That's pretty um, but they finally did after many, 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 many attempts, uh, finally sit a jury. So I think the trial starts next week, actually. Did they ask people like, hey, would you, I mean, you had that like six pages of questions. Do you think- 16 I, pages. 16, Jesus Christ. Were any of them, have you ever tried to exchange a counterfeit 20? No, mm. no, none of them were that. Mm. Right, a little too on the nose. <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of cops, there are currently more than 15,500 unaccompanied minor migrants in the custody of U.S. Border Patrol and the Department of Health and Human Services. To quote, oh, I can do this, Alejandro Mayorkas, the director of Homeland Security, the U.S.-Mexico nice. border is closed. Is it? <laughs> Let's get into this. Okay. Um, so yeah, much reporting has been done on um, what's going on at the, the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, we are seeing a significant spike in people attempting to cross the border. That was going to happen no matter what after Trump was out of office. It was, just based on the perception that Biden would be more open or to... Or any, any Democratic president or Democrat president would be more open to immigration. Not Would not be Trump. Like the international... I was going to say... Yeah, I don't even think a Democrat needed to be put in there. Yeah. I think any president other than that. Um, so we had 97,000 migrants cross the border illegally in February last month. Of those 97,000, 70,100 were turned away. Um, some of those numbers might uh, reflect repeat crossers that could be inflated a little which, bit. Which that, num- that 70,000 is shocking to me because Mexico's straight up saying like, no, nah, we liked what Trump did. You guys put him in cages. We don't, uh, we don't want him either. Like, like Mexico started adopting Trump's attitude, and now that Trump's gone, we're kind of stuck with a Mexico that was like, no, we're playing ball. Sorry, you changed the game. Yeah. This, yeah. this is, there's, there's like gears that interact with gears. You don't get to just take one out and put a different shaped gear in. You mentioned unaccompanied minors. Yeah. Um, there's definitely been a spike in those. Why um, is that? So, well, no, go so, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So in February of 2021, so last month, 9,297 unaccompanied minors made their way across the border. In comparison, in May of 2019, we had 11,475 children. And then in the 30-day period between May and June of 2014, so this would be under Obama, about 10,600 unaccompanied minors were apprehended. Um, So we're pretty close to both of those spikes. However, the really concerning thing is that, as you note, the spikes in previous administrations. Wait, hold on. May. Is there a migrant caravan going on? No. No, but maybe there was, and they didn't make a big deal about it because I never fucking heard about one until they wanted to for the 2018 election. <laughs> yeah. Spanish, Car- Spanish Caravan is a great song, however. Well, nobody by, uh... expects the Spanish Caravan. <laughs> by, who? by the Doors. The oh, Doors. Yeah. You know that song? Yeah, no. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's great. I, like I got to listen to it after okay. the... Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways... So, so yeah, what's concerning is that this spike is really early in February. Um, so we're still a couple of months away from when traditionally we would see the, the biggest spike. Um, so it could certainly be much higher than the previous spikes recorded in 2019 and 2014. Um, you asked about what's happening with these unaccompanied minors. Yeah. Um, like why, why are we seeing that? I mean, I know the answer, but why? I mean, do you want me to say anything? No. Because we're allowing them across. Yeah, kind of, right? I mean, okay. Well, so there's a lot why of other we, factors. Okay, but. so are we allowing... Yes, okay, sure. We are allowing them across 
because we purposefully eliminated any other methods and then we people operate off of incentives right Mm -hmm. and our government is effectively incentivizing families by telling them that you know if you come here as a family we'll send you back but if you bring if kids come if minors come here by themselves ah shit we don't know what to do with that so i guess we won't send them back because that would be wrong which i don't want to have to solve that problem totally get this but People operate off incentives, like I said. So our government is effectively incentivizing families to send their children across the border alone because of that policy. Now, Trump did that because he thought fear was a good deterrent, and um, and the Biden administration is keeping up with that because of, uh, honestly, because that's what his old boss did. Obama started this. Actually, I feel like I'm skipping ahead a bit, but I think it's worth noting that Trump continued Obama's, the only policy that we know of that Trump continued was Obama's only racist policy. (laughs) Like Trump spent his whole time in office undermining anything. Dismantling everything Obama had ever done. I don't know, I kind of like that one. That whole child separation thing was pretty fucking cool. Let's just magnify that and amplify it. Yeah, I mean, so there's there there are root causes which are beyond that. Yes. Which, you know, there's dire economic circumstances. COVID has certainly played a part. Um, there's unstable governments in many countries in South and Central America. Um, there's a lot of there's gang violence. There's a lot of a lot of different reasons for people to flee those countries mm-hmm. and, and attempt to come here. Mm-hmm. Now, when we say unaccompanied minors, it's important to point out it's not like you got like. 11 year old kids well maybe sometimes you do but for the most part it's not like you have 11 year old kids walking from central america all the way to the u.s border right um oftentimes they are accompanied by family members perhaps even parents however when they get to the border um it's known that if the children goes over the child goes over on his own or her own that um they won't be diverted back whereas if that's they what go i'm over saying family, we've incentivized be, right, that behavior right. but that's atrocious that's People have died because of that, and it could have been a Dustin's Ask question, but it's not very fucking funny. Are all of those deaths then premeditated murder on the U.S. government? Yeah, that's such a tough... Sure. I, I can't even... Again, I don't want to answer that. I actually do have a solution to all of this, but nobody likes it. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I mean, we could just let people in. Seems like a good idea. Yeah. Do you, how many illegal immigrants? How, how many illegal immigrants do you think there are in the United States, as far as we know? I I couldn't even begin. Eleven million. Okay. So it's worth noting that these illegals uh, continue to show up to their court dates, which will certain certainly result in their deportation or imprisonment. And they show up to those court dates at percentages in like the high 90s. I don't have it in front of me, but I remember hearing it and being shocked by it. They are very lawful and law-abiding people. Like they don't have to go to that court date. Like they weren't imprisoned already, right? Right. So these are the people that we are vilifying. Since 2001, it's become infinitely more difficult to cross the U.S.-Mexico border because of a little thing called 9-11 and the Homeland Security Administration, right? Right. So while not all of them came to the United States before 2001, many of them did of that 11 million. That means those people have been paying taxes for the past 20 years in this country, and they're never going to see a benefit from their tax paid off of their labor spent here. They worked a fucking lot harder than me, most likely, uh, just based off the job opportunities they had for the last 20 years. And they're never going to see their taxes pay off. They're never going to see any of their Social Security contributions come to fruition, which I don't know about you, Alan, when I 
then when that clicked for me, I've never related with a group of people more in my life. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I know what it's like to call social security a waste of my money and just to have it taken out of my check and never see it again. Yeah. Maybe I sympathize with you. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is quite a thing. Um, you know, you know, the, <laughs> it's so strange that they're, you know, considered, you know, this, this menace to our society. They don't have to get um, a stimulus. Like, if you want to say they don't get a stimulus, I'm still fine letting them in then. Like, I don't think you can put up a serious argument against them that, like, wouldn't be able to be shot down with, like, okay, fine, but they don't get a stimulus. Like, okay, like, just, like, we could not waste all of this money and our morality by caging children because we use a, a, a the deterrence to, to try to scare people from being here. And, and, like, people are actually dying. This isn't like, you know, you go to your grandma's house, you're going to kill her of COVID. Like, people are dying of this. this and there's a solution true. within there are, there our are... grasp. That, that, yes. And the solution involves making it easier for them to become legal taxpaying citizens. Like, it's yes. not, I'm not saying anything crazy here. No, but so, I mean, going back to the stalemate that we've had in our, in our political system over the last decades, um, th there's been bipartisan support in the country among the the body politic for immigration reform uh, there's there's a a majority of americans want immigration reform yeah and have wanted it for quite a long time now there's there's obviously there's debate as to what that looks like but we've had zero i mean there's really hasn't been, other than some executive orders um we just haven't had it um so i mean another reason that that we should probably eliminate the filibuster and try to get some shit done um yeah i, I mean eliminate the filibuster and what would you, what do you mean by that sorry try to get some actual immigration legislation passed oh right with right. a simple majority oh you mean that this could all be resolved through congress doing actual its job? legislation yes oh what weird i do you know what's so funny like i i literally Didn't, couldn't connect the dots to what right. you're saying because i couldn't imagine it happening you're like wait no, that's I'm, not a thing that I, we can do i'm not being ignorant here i well i am yeah. but i'm like i'm being actually ignorant here because i was just like huh what do you mean yeah yeah <laughs> okay i i when i when i propose something like just let them in i can recognize a couple of uh counter arguments do you, can you assume what any of them are like can you can you want to throw oh, their ms-13 sure. um, okay. yeah there. okay so so them being gang members as you're saying would be sure. would fall under giving asylum to people means that you'll probably they'll be misusing asylum like they'll be saying that they need asylum in a manner that we haven't already agreed that is a good enough reason for asylum to be given right right well that's stupid I'm sorry, just because at some <laughs> point in our history, we wrote down things on a sheet of paper as an acceptable reason to allow someone to travel here from another country permanently isn't a good enough reason for me to say no to someone that thinks that they should get away from what they're experiencing. Again, Wait, if, hold, hold, yeah. hold up. You're saying just because we wrote something on a piece of paper, say, I don't know, 250 Dude. years ago that we shouldn't just take that like word for word textually yeah is that what you're saying I, i'm not i want to be clear here no if i'm being very specific which i i can't tell if you're trying to undermine what my point is or not because i'm I have, not okay. i'm just no no no, no no i know because wait hold on because i actually have a reasonable response to that um, okay i'm not i'm talking about something written down on a sheet of paper as reagan left office ah okay 
like like he made a bunch of acceptable reasons to let a bunch of asylum seekers into the United States in in 1988 or 89 uh, on his last day in office, and they wrote Scarface about this. But like like you that, know Reagan noted uh, sympathizer of, of humanity. He he was a humanitarian he, well, humanitarian through and through. <laughs> at that time, he wrote that speech about he still sees America as that shining light on the hill that allows people, mm. and it was actually one of his kinder speeches, if you believe me. Um, that said. Uh, I, I actually tend to agree with that. I think that if in 1989 he can come up with reasons for different people to seek asylum and find it here, we can do that in 2021. How long ago was there just open uh, immigration back and forth between Mexico and California? I, I, I feel like it was wasn't the 50s that, or the 60s. It wasn't that long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. We just that was just a thing, and it wasn't a problem. It was good for our economy. Uh, it was good for yes, right, okay, yeah. It was a problem if you were Mexican because as border patrol even existed as its uh, lo uh, loosest forms, um, which I think it was, uh, it 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 was it it wasn't the way it is now, but their tactics were really shitty back then. They there's a lot of reports of them like hurting people and getting to them to like cliff sides and finding their papers and finding out that the people that they had done that to were actually American citizens and being like, well, I'm going to be fucked if this gets out and pushing them off cliffs. Like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, and well, and just for fun, look up operation wetback. Uh, there's God, a lot of problems from don't there. even want to. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing. They called it that. No, I know that. I know that. Um, but, but prior to that, it, it was, it was allowed, right? There was just yes, yeah. Sorry, I I jumped probably fifteen years into the future based off your question, yes. so I could uh, take a dig at Border Patrol, which I do have a personal vendetta against. <laughs> we for, noted for a reason that hasn't been discussed on the show and won't be, but I personally okay. know someone who was misused, mistreated by them, um, and targeted because yeah. because the government will take whatever leverage they have Fuck, this was the theme of molly's game if the government wants to do something towards you they will take whatever they can of yours and once it's no longer useful they'll just give it back and act like it's a gift so they'll do that with your freedom too in molly's Especially game it was her money but you know right okay so let's see we should move on Ah, wait, one last thing. Um, okay. One other concern that's valid about uh, not letting, I, I think this one's super valid. People would say at the time of a pandemic, maybe we shouldn't just be letting people travel willy-nilly into this country. I would say, you're right. You know what we could do that's better than locking kids in cages? We can stop them at the border and give them doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine that we just gave to Mexico and tell them, wait two weeks and then you can come in. I mean, why the AstraZeneca one? Though? Because we just the... gave it to to Mexico for free. Because we, we talked about it on the podcast last week, and then it happened. Dude, it was from from your lips to um to Biden's ears. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> proud of that. I mean, I think I said Eastern <laughs> Europe, but I'll take Mexico. And you know. hell yeah, absolutely. All right, I think uh, we we got that one. Good. All right, you want to do a DAC here? Sure. Um, I okay. I have a fun one. Another fun one, Alan. I like fun. Okay. Fun is the best thing to have. Uh, this one's just off memory. I've been meaning to just ask it randomly anyways. Is is Mike... So we made fun of Mike Pence a lot. Mm. Um, should we not have... Like, is there a chance that Mike Pence is autistic? Oh, God. 
I mean, there's a chance anybody's autistic, I sure. suppose. Do you think Mike Pence might be on the spectrum? I was reading about um, Henry Cavendish. Some, Cavendish? He Cavanaugh? Was, no. Uh, Cavendish. How dare you? Banana. Yeah, yes, but not him. Uh, maybe Ca- his son, shit. He was the son of a lord, and he um, tooled away as a scientist and um, conducted experiments his entire life uh, in, in essentially in private. Like People were aware of him. Um, but it wasn't until his death that they found out that a lot of experiments that had like, he, he, you know, you know, Ohm's law, I, uh, E equals IR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he, he figured out Ohm's law and all of its interactions before. And he just had in his notes, he, he had so many things in his notes that he determined the weight of the world by using, um, Oh God! What are these called? It's essentially like what are those things that hang over a baby's bed, like a mobile? How they they sit at a point and they have like a bar and things that hang on each side. There's yeah. something that that's called, um, and it's used to isolate the effects of gravity. And you could use that effect of gravity and multiply it to determine the weight of the world. And he did. And he determined we had an iron core. And he just had it in his notes. Like just nobody knew anything. Actually, about some him. of this is is starting to ring a bell yeah. for me now. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, what was his name again? Uh, Cavendish. I want to say Henry, but I forget. Uh, but when I was learning about this guy, they were talking about him being on the spectrum. And one of the things they started talking about was how he was like terrified of of women. Um, and, and more specifically than just other people. And I was like, that sounds just like Mike Pence. I was like, oh, do you think Mike Pence is autistic? <laughs> and like in that way only is this sort of lighthearted and fun because like I'm not making fun of autistic people. I'm making fun of no, Mike Pence who doesn't sleep in the same bed as his wife and isn't allowed in the same room as another woman if he's alone. Like they, it's telltale. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. If I covered up the name and told you about Mike Pence, you'd be like, is that Henry Cavendish? Is this that guy? Wow. I mean And what about his actions tell you he's not too? Like which again, I'm not making fun of autistic people and it's hard to pin down. Yeah. No, I mean obviously it's called a spectrum for a reason. Sure. There's, it's a, a broad variety of of um different circumstances. He does there. have a lot of uh, quirks which, you know, back in the day we would just say They've got quirks. Oh, that guy is quirky. And yeah, now we yeah. say, well, perhaps they're on the spectrum. And why not say that right. about Mike Pence, other than fear of being rude, which I don't think this is that rude. I'm curious. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Did Maybe. I kind of sell you by the end? It sounded like you it did. was just being provocative. You, you kind of sold me by then. Yeah. Have you ever worked with somebody that maybe you thought might potentially be? I don't know. Yeah. Have you? Is there someone specific you're thinking about right now? That we no. Well, with? not oh, okay. that. I was, I like, we mutually I was trying to think now. of our mutuals. No, not, not not mutual, but I definitely have it. It's, mm-hmm. But but you know, it's people yeah. people acquire thought differently. I mean, oh yeah, you and I think differently. Oh, I, you know. I have ADHD, <laughs> which is crippling at times. But also, yeah. people can say is a powerful use for free association, which I can appreciate until I can't. Yeah, well, sometimes that the way your mind works, you know, brings up like revelations on the show that we would never would have gotten to without sure. the way you think yeah. um so i appreciate that do you see how my mind works it's like a laser um yeah i mean we we should appreciate the entire spectrum yeah there's no shame here i'm thought, just right? curious yeah, that it's, it's never been presented to me before i was like damn that yeah i never thought of it yeah. i never thought of it i for some reason i keep going back to him with the fly in his hair i don't oh, know why yeah. Yeah, i don't know why it keeps popping in my head <laughs> i forgot about that do you want to uh, do this, uh, Alan? Do we have time for sharks? 
Oh man, I wish there was time for sharks. Do you? I would really love for there to be time for sharks. Do you think we can do? Can All right, we do just sharks? this week. All right, sweet. Time for sharks. All right, so we're doing sharks, people. Let's go. So from the New York Post, <clears throat> headline: uh, Upstate man. Pl- why'd you? Uh, from the New York Post. New York because Post. Of the, I'm just like the Hunter Biden laptops. Yeah, yeah. newspaper of note. Yeah, for- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, an upstate man pleads guilty to illegal possession of seven live sharks. Okay. Is it really illegal to... Okay. So tell me more. Uh, oh, well, first sentence, he's in deep water. <laughs> wow. That is quality journalism. That New is York New York Post. Uh, America's oldest newspaper, founded by Alexander Hamilton. It gets said when they want to justify it in the past. We might as well use it now. <laughs> Uh, an upstate man was hit with a $5,000 fine Tuesday for illegally keeping seven live sandbar sharks in a pool in his basement and trying to sell them online. I feel like, like, is it 5000 per shark or 5000 total? It seems like it should be more like 5000 per shark. Because like, I'm not saying I would scoff at that, but like, if I'm selling sharks, I could probably drop 5000 I mean, I'm reminded of, of Tiger King. Is yeah, that- right. Like, how much is a shark? Yeah. yeah. Right. And like how we all found out you could buy a tiger for like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm like shit. Really? Is that a thing? Oh, uh, oh, Alan, the puns keep coming. You want to hear the next one? I can't wait. The tide has turned for oh, Joshua, who was convicted and held accountable for his unlawful acts. Uh, I don't see. Any, oh, oh, oh! We will not tolerate anyone who preys on unsuspected <laughs> species to line their pockets. The fishy situation came into wow. officials radar onto officials radar in 2017 when he was busted in Georgia for driving without a license and had five undersized shark in a large circular circular tank in the back of his truck. Alan, how long ago was 2017? Shit. Four years ago, least... were they, so they, were they running a sting operation on him for four years? Like, what do you mean <laughs> it came up on their radar? Like, were they just waiting for it to grow big enough for him to like to to be in trouble for it? Yeah, maybe the officer working the case was reassigned, and then you know they found it in the back corner of a closet, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit, let's go save these sharks." It's going to be on NYPD Blue. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really. I'm, it's just going to be more puns and pictures of. I mean, honestly, there are more pictures than words in this fucking article. <laughs> so you well, get sounds the gist like of the it. type of article that, that would have more pictures. Than yeah, words, yeah, yeah, it does. Well, so we had time for sharks. You can't do that apparently, even though it seems pretty. You know. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a victimless crime, right? Is this a victimless crime? I mean, I I don't care for sharks, but that's my. No, I I think it's not a victimless crime. Sharks are an important. Sharks are part people the, too. No, sharks are are an important part of the ecosystem, and actually, sharks, uh, especially after Jaws, sharks were in real trouble. Like they were just hunted to a lot of species good. were hunted to the brink of extinction. No, I don't like no it's not good. It's terrible for, I don't like for the ecosystem. I almost got ate by one when I saw that seal and I came in. As you, far you as need, I know. You need predators to have a healthy ecosystem. They're just they're required. That's how that works. Speaking of predators. If you take all the wolves out of a uh, friend of the show, Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Oh god. <laughs> never listens to none taken. Yeah, friend of the show might be a stretch. I, I don't hope know. So I don't want him to be a friend of the show. That guy's a creep. Didn't he hire a sting, like a hitman, to kill his wife or something? That's why he like his show got canceled. Man, I don't even remember. Do you want to look that it up? Was, uh, I was looking. I mean, up he's the, not going to be a friend of the show anymore if we, you know, 
aren't reporting accurately about that hitman situation. Hold up. Huh? I gotta look this up. All right. This is real important. Gotta find out more about it. Classic. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's true. Chris Hansen's Hitman. Yep. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Chris he Hansen, was in, former uh, Night Catcher Predator host, has been using anonymous gene on Twitter to harass docs and much worse to his harshest critics, including, I guess, a hitman. Well, he don't worry about him. He's making plenty of money on Cameo and being <laughs> a uh, making a Cameo appearance on the newest season of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, I didn't know that. The it, last part. Yeah. Um, that serves us well to transition into our media diet. Do you want to get into what we both watched this week? Yeah, so uh, we both watched Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut, uh, which was Justice a remake <laughs> of the original movie, which he was supposed to direct, but then ended up not directing. I don't remember why that you, was. I, but... So I've got my questions here that cover all of that. Okay. You want to go for that? Well, that was rude of me. I'm sorry. Why don't you set this <laughs> segment up and I'll act more appropriate as a coach. <laughs> so we both watched it. It was a little over four hours long. Um, and it covers uh, sort of the post. I don't, I don't think there's any spoilers here, right? I don't have to worry no, about spoilers. I, 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 well, I don't want to spoil the show. Um, can I say it covers post the death of? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we can spoil what led to it because who the fuck cares about the older movies in the DC universe? Nobody cared. Like, Nobody cares. Yeah, and and if you did care, you watched Batman versus Superman, which shows the death of Superman. Right. So this is post the death of Superman and we have a new big bad uh, very similar to the MCU where we had a big bad in Thanos. Now we have the big bad in Steppenwolf and, and beyond. Woof. Spell Steppen- what you just said. <laughs> Woof. I like to say Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, was so- it weird to you that, that his name was Steppenwolf? Wolf? Oh, because of the 80s band? Yeah. Yeah, a little, but it must be something I'm was not familiar it dark- with. Dark side, yeah, but it's EID. Didn't it seem like the names were just kind of like, come on, you guys, referential done a little bit to better, yeah. Well, I mean, that they didn't come up with that. I mean, you get yeah, mad at the... the people that are lazy writers in the DC comics, but I, some people like DC. I, I'm fine with DC. I, I read I DC like... when I was a kid, yeah, mostly Batman, mostly Batman, yeah. All right, you had some questions about yeah. this. Okay, I so do you know why the original wasn't completed by Snyder? I vaguely remember did it had see, something to do with maybe his... His daughter. So did you see at the end, the the title, before the titles came up, or before the credits came up, it said for Penelope? Yeah. That's his daughter's name, who sadly committed suicide. Well, oh, he geez. was... So he had shot probably like, 70% of the movie or perhaps like more like they had pretty much completed the movie and they were like either wrapping up or getting into post and he tried to either finish the movie or begin the post work on it and ended up saying to uh, to Warner Brothers that you know I, I, I can't I you know I need to take some time off and come back to this mm-hmm. so um Warner Brothers. I mean, do do you want to guess what they did 
that, well, actually, we know what they did. They decided to say, sure, why don't you take some time off? We'll hire Joss Whedon to finish this. And they made the disgusting piece of crap that came out. And Joss Whedon was willing to give them what they asked for, which was a mandated two-hour story, uh, two-hour runtime movie, which I just got to say, Alan, we've done a few four-hour shows before that I have trimmed down to about two and a half hours. And for the life of me, I couldn't get them down to two hours. And we didn't have a massive storyline to get to. And by the way, four hours right. is the finished result. That came from probably 10 hours. So like right. to act like they went like, oh, four hours, what, did you not edit anything? No, fuckers. Like, there was a lot cut. I mean, he had too much slow-mo in this movie, which contributed to the timeline. But like, you know, like it wasn't like it was four hours. It wasn't like it was four hours and 30 minutes and he trimmed 28 minutes out, you know? Right, right. So yeah, that's pretty shitty of Warner Brothers. Like, it, it's honestly, and, 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 uh, any follow-up question to that do you want to know why in it, it ended up getting pushed and joss whedon had to finish it and they wouldn't let um zach snyder just take his time and come back to it after you know dealing with suicide wasn't it starting to get some really bad pub like nope people were nope some, nope oh, nope okay. the executives had bonuses that they wouldn't get if the movie came out the next year oh shit yeah they're they're <laughs> assholes talk about misaligned incentives they huh? are assholes i mean that's the so well, if they take a, a fucking incentive. dive off this shit, having to end up on on uh, yeah on 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 HBO and nobody really seeing their money back from it, fucking good. But you know, anyways, the the the. So I guess another question is: so do you know the story about how it ended up getting onto uh, onto HBO? How we ended up seeing this one, the Snyder Cut? Why the Snyder Cut even became a thing? No, I I would assume that they just. So it was easier to just release it on HBO than try to release it. Yeah, that's kind of what streams. I thought too. I, I learned a lot of this listening to the F and Nerds podcast. They, nice. uh, yeah, I encourage anyone to listen to that. It's about forty minutes. They did a good recap without spoilers of this. Um, that'll go into more depth than we'll get into here. But the um, about a year ago, I think, like early into COVID, uh, there was a coordinated day where all of the main actors except for Henry Cavill went on to Twitter and said, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. They all did it. And the next oh. day, Warner Brothers called Snyder and said, hey, let's talk. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they also probably realized that your idea of having more runs in theaters by having a shorter movie uh, didn't result in a more profitable picture as they would expect it. But... Right, right. Um, can we? Do you have yeah. more questions or can we just talk about the movie? Uh, nope, that was it. All right. So I would say that uh, the four hours did not feel long to me. Me either. Um, Why do you think so? Because we're used to binging shows all the time online. Right. (laughs) I watched watched, uh, Tales from the Loop. I probably, the first time I sat there and watched, I think I probably watched four hours, maybe five hours straight. I was way slower than this. This, yeah, way slower. Pacing wise, you know? The pacing in this was really good. This felt like a, a series that I just didn't have to press the next button between credits. Because like, you of know the title I mean? cards, like, right? Yeah, part one, part two, part three, whatever. So, so for listeners that haven't watched this yet, um, there's six title cards, I think. Um, Sounds that, right. Yeah. So there's like seven parts. And it's not like they just have a title card and the next thing comes up. It's like there's a boom. Yeah. And then title card. So you and to- it's almost at points in the story where you're moving on to a different narrative that then fits into the overall right. narrative. Yeah. Um, and some of the some of the segments are only 20, 30 minutes long. Some are longer. Yeah. 
um, but it really fleshes out sort of sometimes origin stories, um, you know, like Cyborg. Um, there was some origin story stuff there, and I think one of the two of the other characters that were less. Yeah, I mean, they introduced six characters as opposed to right. the Marvel universe, which you know, me and Natasha have been going back and watching Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. They got their ind- independent individual movies. Which Every is, movie is a origin story. Yeah. yeah I, sorry, man. I don't want to see a cyborg movie before seeing this. I think they actually Maybe made a good now. decision to do it. Now I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they won't because that guy, Ray Fisher, kind of, there was a bunch of shit with the studio with him um, on his side, but we're not, we don't have time for that. Um, yeah, but I did, it didn't feel long to me. I really enjoyed it. I haven't really paid attention to anything in the DC universe prior to this just because the um you know the ratings and the the critics were saying it was such a shit show i i I did watch batman superman i don't think i watched the i didn't definitely didn't watch the original version of this did you i don't know yeah um no it was great i i enjoyed it thoroughly and i i watched the whole thing in one sitting um and it like i said i was i was glued the whole time i mean i was on covid uh what do you call that i was on quarantine you know i still hadn't um passed my time where i felt comfortable interacting with humans after being exposed to my toxic girlfriend (laughs) toxic i love you natasha what what did you think about the four three uh aspect ratio oh it was great there's more on the there's more on there's more in the frame so you get to see more of the shot from that angle somebody showed me that with tenet they were like here's what you've seen on tenet on HBO or on on Prime, if you bought Tenet and watched it on your TV since the theaters, um, you don't see like the whole shot from when that plane flies and in, drives into the hangar. But when if you went and saw it in IMAX because of the shape of the IMAX screen, you get to see the whole thing. So on your TV, you got to see the shape of the uh, picture that has as many the original in the as but many things in the shot as possible that depends on how the film is shot though i think that's specific yes. to imax movies this was so shot you, in imax do you remember when oh, okay. you, you in 1994 when jurassic park came out on vhs and you put that shit in your vhs player and there's a little mm-hmm. green thing on the screen that says this uh this film has been modified from its original yeah version. all they did was zoom in so it would fill your screen right yeah yeah but they yeah. told you it's been modified from its original version as a kid i was like what the fuck what did they change and they're like <laughs> oh it's been the aspect ratio so like i yeah i i i but a lot of films are filmed in the normal aspect ratio that we have on our TV yes. so that you don't, you aren't actually missing anything when you watch it widescreen, but this was filmed differently. So that's yeah, why. Yeah. Yeah. So it, um, it didn't take me didn't long. take me out of it. No, it, it, it no. I probably had a minute where I was like, oh, I don't like, yeah, these I was like bars. That's weird. yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of things like how it looked on the screen, I thought they did a great job of having a dark movie that even in like there was a fight scene under um, Gotham Harbor. So by nature, mm-hmm. everything's dark and it's wet and all the characters are dark. And I had no problem distinguishing characters from one another, seeing what was actually happening on the screen. Um, did, yeah. you, did you really see any issue with that? I, I was impressed no, with that. I actually hadn't thought of that. But yeah, in some movies, the, it, it's difficult to like follow. In other the, DC movies, I thought they didn't do yeah. a good job of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, they did do a good job of that. Yeah. You're right. Uh, that said, other aspects of like the CG weren't very good. Uh, I agree with the F and Nerds guys. They talked about um, uh, oh, what's his name, Steppenwolf. Step Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. He has like perfect teeth despite having gritty armor. Like it's just like, why do you have perfect teeth? Like, do you have an orthodontist and good dentist? <laughs> By the way, shout out Dr. Middleton. Let me let me ask you this. Okay. 
let me ask you, you this. Kick my ass. <laughs> Did it remind you of any other uh, science fiction movies of recent past? Because it did me. Oh, uh, science fiction or action? Well, science fiction, action, okay, sure. Okay, like okay. Um, is it a Nolan movie? No. Okay. Uh, give me a hint. Okay, think about Steppenwolf. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> Wolf. Uh, think about what they're looking for. Oh, yeah, uh, it was exactly like Endgame. It's like, hey, we've got all these uh, people that have superpowers, but look at this box over here. That's interesting. Okay, okay that's not what... Oh, that, Transformers. Yes! That's, yes! Yeah, yes! Yeah, yeah. All of them. The Allspark. All, yeah, yeah. And, the, <laughs> and Starscream, and like, uh, it was... Not Starscream, but uh, what's the... Uh, shit, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Robots yeah. in Disguise. Yeah, that one. Uh, anyways, it totally reminded me of, of Transformers. In fact, so much that occasionally I was like, fuck, am I watching Transformers? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not that, saying and that then, it's like um, the best ideas. It just was well presented, I thought. And a little bit Fifth Element. Uh, okay. Definitely similar to sort of Endgame. So it felt like they were pulling stuff from a lot of different things. None of it seemed all that original. Yeah. Um, but it was still for, fun to watch. It was still fun to watch, and the characters were, were certainly different. Sure. Um, so that was fun. What did um, you so think yeah, of, I enjoyed it. So the movie wasn't four hours. The movie was three and a half, and it had about a 30-minute epilogue afterwards. So what did you think right. about that epilogue? Uh, I probably didn't pay as much attention as I could have to the epilogue. Uh, there, and I was actually... Go ahead. There, I mean, I would agree with you. I think that that epilogue would not have mattered if it weren't for the two characters having the dialogue they did. Yeah, that was the only thing that mattered about seeing that scene, and it felt like the epilogue was really just that was Snyder's thing. Like, all right, fans, this is for you here. It didn't need to be that long. That's the only <laughs> part that probably didn't need to be that long. Yeah, the rest of the movie, I had no problem with the pacing. The epilogue, I was starting to maybe lose some. I broke it up. I like. I mean, I watched it all in one sitting essentially, but that I did get up in the middle and make breakfast. I started working out in between things. Like, I was probably losing some concentration by the time I yeah. got to the. Well, you should have gone to concentration camp, and you'd be better at it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> dump, dump. We'll be here all week. The only other thing I watched was also on HBO. It's that new documentary about Q. QAnon. Oh yeah, you told me you watched that. I was like, do I need to watch I this? I didn't finish it. Uh, I watched, I think, the first two or three episodes. It's it's okay. Uh, I have. A, some issues with just the um i mean obviously a documentary is a is an opinion piece right mm -hmm. at its root um and it's interesting the way this he sort of kicks it off and so he sort of pretends to be on the q side so he gets sort of an inside look um at a lot of these q and on supporters which is interesting um but as it continues not that i'm saying that he was disingenuous or anything but just like some of the stuff just seemed a little over the top and less believable or less had less veracity. I don't know. I, I, I probably need to watch Are a couple of the episodes there just again. Isn't much to their fervently believed theory. Oh no, not on that. More on the way it's presented and moron. the way like the questions he asks and the way <laughs> moron. Uh and the way everything's presented. Was I, this I the my pillow guy? No. <laughs> no, it's not the my pillow guy. <laughs> Was this the QAnon shaman? <laughs> No, oh. no, it wasn't the QAnon shaman. 
I don't know. It's it's worth the watch. Nancy probably. Bogart. I'll finish it. Uh, it, it wasn't. I'll fin- she had a funny tweet the other day. Oh, I don't like her, but she had a funny tweet. All right, let's hear it. Give me a second, okay? Because I got to do this from memory. I don't have it in front of me. Okay. Uh, I'm moving all of my guns upstairs just in case Joe Biden comes to get them. <laughs> he'll get there. It made eventually. me. It made me I laugh, mean, dude. He's like I had a serial her- killer. Like he'll stumble, but he'll still get there. <laughs> I had to give her a little credit. She made me laugh, but uh, anyways. <laughs> All right, that that tweet will get you reelected, Nancy. But that's it. I got one of those um, mass emails from the Democratic Party talking about fundraising to have her primaried. Pelosi or Bobart? Bobart. God, I wish oh, okay. Pelosi would get primaried. Okay. <laughs> That'd be weird if you got an email from the DNC to get <laughs> Pelosi primaried, but. <laughs> She's literally their purse. Right. <laughs> quick, quick, the boss is on vacation. Can you please get this bitch out of here? Been here way too long. Oh, my God. All she does is fundraise free. and agree with the Republicans on everything. <laughs> oh, That was fun. That was fun, uh, man. I uh, hope I didn't offend you. No offense taken. Do we have a uh, oh, quote? Yeah, I do have a quote for this week. Um, this week actually, so, uh, next week we're going to release our power hour episode. Uh, ne- yeah. so, so next week I will be driving cross country and unavailable on Tuesday. So we planned this and we, um, you, you, the listener, In the biz, we call that, that you'll be on assignment sir. I'm on assignment. Dustin is on assignment next week, so he won't be present for the show. And, uh, you, the listeners voted on the topics you wanted us to discuss during our one hour power hour, where we drank a shot of beer every minute for an hour. Alan actually didn't know that those were the rules until the <laughs> beginning of that and played along just True story. fine. Yeah. You actually yeah. drank way more that you were pouring double shots thinking it wasn't going to affect you. Yeah, I went a little hard. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. I, I will just apologize to everyone in advance for my level of interruption. Most of the time it's saying, drink, because yeah. a minute had gone by. Um, I, it is very enjoyable. I edited it last week during quarantine, and I thought it was quite funny. I uh, think you guys will look forward to it. Um, but the week after that, isn't that why I was saying this? Mm-hmm. Why? Do you want to talk about the Sam Harris episode? We're Fucking gonna kinda... thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. So the week after that... Um, we're going to have a discussion about free will. Um, so whether free will is an illusion or if that, even if that illusion isn't a fair um, description of it, because if free will is an illusion, then the illusion of it being illusion is itself a mischaracterization of what free will is. But we will get into that in detail in two weeks. Until then, we will leave you with this quote. Reason makes slaves of us all. To be convinced by an argument is to be subjugated by it. It's to be forced to believe it, regardless of your preferences. Sam Harris. I like it. I do too. And I don't and like yeah, it. Yeah, so but I do. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into all that. It is quite a deep topic, but it's it's um it's something we both are interested in, and I think we can make it interesting for you guys. So uh, look forward to that. All right, man. Well, thanks for your time tonight, man. Ah, Cheers, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Enjoy the power hour next Tuesday. God bless. Cheers. Drive safe. (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. Podcasting.